I've got my shirt off and my name is Alex Jones. Listen, they're putting stuff in the water that's turning all the frogs gay. Oh yeah. And also, it's very possible that the Sandy Hook Massacre was just a big ploy by child actors. I don't understand why everyone's banning me. So Michael Avenatti wants to run for president against me in 2020. Okay, okay, listen. I've got some advice for Michael Avenatti. He should not be dipping his pen into company ink, if you know what I'm saying. Listen, I tried it once, okay? And I dipped my pen is into her disgusting ink jar, and I had to take antibiotics for six months to get the blisters off of my genitalia, okay? But listen, I'm going to keep taking my antibiotics, and I'm going to make my penis great again. Okay, listen, I, my name is Ben Shapiro, and I don't understand why Alex Jones thinks that he can actually go on these platforms and say these things, okay? If you listen to my voice times two or times five, chances are your brain is not going to be able to keep up, okay? And what's going to happen is you're going to actually have your head explode. Alex Jones is a crazy person, okay? He's a crazy person, and Trump is wrong to be talking about this stuff in the media, okay? We are the largest, fastest-growing conservative podcast in the nation, and it's something I like to talk about every day on my show because it makes me sound all the more cooler, okay? And the reason I do that is because I was beat up a lot as a kid when I grew up in school because I wear a yarmulke. The first time I'd seen Alex Jones was at Shawshank Prison in 1933. He was wearing no shirt and kept screaming into a pretend microphone that was his hand. But the government was trying to turn all the frogs gay. I miss my friend on the YouTube, Alex Jones. Perhaps he's somewhere out in Zawantaneo. Ladies and gentlemen, the most satisfying part of this entire introduction to today's show is the fact that as you hear my voice narrating every word is that you are picturing my face in your mind. This is the Angry Man's Carousel. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my guest today is a good friend of mine. I've known him for about four or five years. The guy is super fun. He, he's a brilliant guy, really knows his shit when it comes to alcohol. He know he owns a uh, bar downtown Columbia, Missouri called Ninth Street Public House, where they have one of the best bartenders I've ever seen. So today we sit down and we just talk about whatever's on our mind, and we're really excited to bring this episode to you guys. So hope you have as much fun listening to this as we did recording it. Enjoy. All right, and away we go. So here we go. We uh, we've got Wendell here in the studio. In the studio, and by studio, I mean my shitty basement. And oh, that's great. I'm very I'm very glad to have him here. How's it going, man? Man, going. Weeks going by. Fantastically, uh, you know, summer was long. You know, it's a seasonal town, uh, but business is picking up 
really well, and all the kids are back, and right. traffic's back, and <laughs> commerce is back, economy's back. A for traffic, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not worried about. I mean, I, I don't complain. That's that's our town, you know. Right. That's what we do. So I'm enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with it. Uh, you, you're not lying about summer. Summer, I mean, it just it it fucking came out of nowhere. Like uh, yeah. one minute you're freezing your tits off, and next thing you know, yep. uh, you're you're refilling all the freon in your fucking car. Oh, not to mention my two thousand dollar commercial air conditioner freon. That happened. Two thousand yep. dollars. Memorial weekend, I'm out doing peddler jamboree. Oh yeah, at uh, by, by Roachport. Uh, well, it's, it's it's bike ride from here to Boonville. Oh, okay. And then it's a camp out in Boonville with big stage music, mm-hmm. great, great local music, great you know that type of. It's like an all day festival, right? All day and then Sunday too. Okay. Uh, okay. Then you bike ride back. Right. Brutal. It was ninety six degrees, <laughs> and I'm sitting there after sixty miles of riding my bike, drinking beer, and partying. Right. Finally get to our campsite, sit down, crack a beer, <laughs> like oh thank God. And then, like, what happens every time I leave the bar, you get that text, you get that phone call, or whatever, that's a problem. The minute you step away, yeah. So, and that text was, the air conditioner is broke. Oh, jeez. It's 96 degrees, Memorial Weekend, Saturday afternoon. Wow. So you were open? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah. It's Memorial Weekend. Jesus. So I'm like, well, okay. What do we do? Luckily, it started to cool off that night and suffered through it. Killed business, obviously. Yeah. Uh, a quick trip to Walmart to pick up some box fans or something. No, we. I was just. I mean, it was just, already like five o'clock. It's yeah. like it's too late for all this. Yeah. It's like it's already happening. And you're already drunk on a bicycle, I was twenty miles drunk. away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not getting back anytime soon. I'm not pedaling my way to sobriety, yeah. motherfuckers. Uh, I'm well, on this train for good. Long story short, and two thousand dollars later. I didn't have to pay for it because it was my landlord's fault. Oh. Who is the Cronky group? Okay. Stan the man Cronky. Sure, sure. They're they're um you know, they're they I mean they they hold on to their pennies. Yeah. But they're not hurting. Yeah. yeah they've been my landlord forever and mm-hmm. I've got a good relationship going with them. That's and good. They took care of it. But you had to get back Sunday morning and called the only guy on Memorial Weekend that would come out and do it. Jesus. And so it only it took is, a day to get it fixed. Well, then. no, we had to assess it all day. So we're up on the roof on Sunday, oh, trying to have a nice memorial Sunday. Nope, we're working on a hot roof. Well, you're on a hot roof on a Sunday, boy. Don't you know that's <laughs> Jesus time? <laughs> well, yeah, Monday. So Monday they came and fixed it that mor- next morning, mo- Memorial Day. So yeah. I mean, we got it done, and just one of those. Oh, man, you just you're just waiting for that stuff in small business. You're just waiting for that. Yeah. And there's nothing you, you can. Uh, Hopefully, get lucky and figure it out. But. It's kind of like home ownership, from what I understand. Yep, it, it, definitely. If, if, if something hasn't gone drastically wrong within the first few years, then just just fucking you know white knuckle onto something because it's gonna happen soon. You know. Yeah, that was. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we could talk about this. I was talking. So the guys that did it, they didn't want to be there either. The guys that, like. You know, and I think that they probably upped the price a little bit. They said they didn't. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Which is what what was interesting because they were upset, and the guy, the owner, he's like, "Hey man, you like, like?" We were talking. His son was there who had just graduated high school. Was working for him. Seventeen year old kid. Oh wow. Just graduated, and I was trying to be nice with this kid because it all sucked. He didn't want to be there. No, yeah. but I'm trying to keep this. They weren't up. having it. 
And he was just like, just, you know, a 17 year old kid, summertime. Yeah. And now he's got to go to work with his dad. I'm I want like, to be out chasing pussy right now. <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah. yeah, right. And I'm like, dude, that's pretty cool. You get to work with your dad. You got a job and everything. And he goes, oh, no. You don't like this shit. You don't want to be here. Look at him. <laughs> you don't want to be here. I'm like, Jesus. yeah, I know. He goes, hey, James, who's going to fix your air conditioning in 10 years? No one. They don't want to work. None of these millennials want to work. Oh, God. And I was like, I want to be like, was, the kid's right there, not saying shit. <laughs> just ripping on him. Oh, but man. I was kind of like, yeah, you're right. Because, like, who's going into that? Like, nobody wants to do that that type of work anymore. Especially it seems like young kids. You know, yeah. the real millennials, the, you know, the 20-something. It really seems that 20. way. Listen, I've got, I've got uh, 17-year-old twins that are going right. to graduate this year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't... I don't uh, now, I I don't make fun of people, you know, just for fluff on the show. You know, I don't I don't try to make a habit out of unfairly picking on somebody that is clearly just, you know, uh, not mature enough to, to understand, yeah. you know, certain things and how the world yeah, works. But I will be the first to tell you, I'll be the first to tell you that if they can get out of doing something, you bet your fucking ass they will. And it's not just because of their age, like. Oh, okay. Their their mom their their mom was you know kind of you know they they grew up sort of as like a you know single parent household for for a while and so they've mm-hmm. kind of got accustomed to just you know letting things slide and oh that's dirty I'll get to it next next fucking harvest yeah because mom because mom know. can't can't she's like whatever just keep them fed you single know? moms are fucking awesome two but, of them, but they two can't twins. but they just they can't do everything of course. just like just like a single dad can't do everything you know but you know the point is like you were saying uh, I, I don't want to pick on millennials all the time necessarily but Jesus Christ like what yeah. what is what is happening to like there's no work I love I loved working when I was like that's what yeah. I was talking to this kid about I couldn't you know? wait to get out of the house especially like that summer after uh, high school after high school mm-hmm. I'm like I can go make money I can work all day then I can go out with my friends because I'm going to college. I was planning on going to college, but right. But even then, I loved working. It was, it was fun. That's how you made money. That's how you get your fake ID. And, and once you get in the bar, you know <laughs> how you buy drinks. When you learn stuff, you know, I, like I still miss landscaping to this day because I was learning. And Did I you learned, landscaping for yeah, a long time? for like seven years? I loved really, it. I miss it. Honestly, might I might use your help out here in the backyard. Oh sure, why not? <laughs> uh, no, I really do miss it to the point where I. Uh, if I was going into some other business, I would go back to that. But really, yeah, I like working. That's what I'm saying. Like it was fun to work. It felt good. You you know. So yeah, you're a hard guy to get a hold of. You must enjoy working a lot because I. Why is that? Well, well, because uh, every time I talk to you or, or or I see you, you're you're either coming from somewhere or going to another place. There's there, it seems like there's very rarely any a lot a lot of downtime for you. And and tell people about your bar that don't maybe yeah. don't don't know about it because since okay. I've known you. You have been just elbows deep in it. Oh yeah, it's every day. I yeah. mean, I've, I've been able to take last couple uh, years. I've been we've been established, and I take time off. But when you don't find me, it's because I'm hiding. <laughs> you know those those moments where I'm like, you got to do it. Can't even look at your. You got to decompress. Yeah. Because there's always something to do. Mm-hmm. So it was about two years ago I realized you're never gonna get everything done. You just got to do what you got to do. That's a hard thing to grab. Because and you never know what needs to be done at any given moment. Sometimes. Like with the air conditioning thing. Right. So you basically just are available all the time. You know, it's not like you're sitting there shoveling coal all day, like actual physical work. Right. But you're just always available, always thinking, always planning, you know, running errands. You know, there's always something to do and you're just always available. Every other thought is business. 
So I guess you wouldn't say elbows deep, but like mind deep, yeah. frontal lobe deep. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. And I try to make myself as available as possible, but I realize you got to be able to shut it off, and that is difficult. Oh sure, it's very difficult. I'm not a business owner. It's hard for me to to shut it off. Like today, I'm off work and. And uh, I don't think three hours went by before the wife sent a text message saying, oh, yeah. "Now make sure that you do oh, something well, to relax. Is a job too. Make sure you relax today." Oh yeah, well, that's, that's a t- you know, we could talk about that forever. <laughs> yeah, but right. uh, yeah, I know what you mean though. Um, but uh, I mean, your bar, your bar has has become really successful. I mean, it's I, I don't I don't know how long you've you've been uh, native to Columbia or how long you've. You've had a chance to hang out here, but fifteen years. Okay, well, yeah. well, you, you then you know as well as I do. Not only establishing a bar um, is is half the battle. The other half of that battle is is keeping it open, especially oh, yeah. within your first few years as a business owner. But you guys have done really well, and and Michael DeLeon, well, fucking phenomenal. I was going to say so when I when I knew this going in, then this was part of the, you got to hire the right people, mm-hmm. hire people who know how to work and like to work and right. love to work. You know, not just college kids who need beer money. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. I, I want I want people that want to work hard and you know make money. Obviously, and that's how you do it. So that's what I look for. You know, I keep a tight staff yeah. for that reason because I want them to, to reap the benefits of their hard work. Sure. Uh, so that was the big big thing to do. That's that that's the biggest thing in any business. I I would guess is who works for you. Right. Or who you work with. You're only as good as the people you have. Totally. Sure. That that is so true. I mean, you could have a, and I'm guilty of this all the time, you could have a crap product, not a crap product, but maybe not the best product, Mm -hmm. but I'd rather work with you because I like the people that do this, do this company. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Uh, You can always make the product better. This might be more expensive. This may not be as the best deal, Mm -hmm. but I want to work with those people because that ultimately I think that's what... I don't know. Helps I mean, me you're, out. you're spending forty to, to sixty hours a week with these people. I mean, you got to like them, and you you have to you have to know that they're on the same page as you. That you is know? true. Yeah, that's that's. I was talking more about people like that I work with outside of work, but okay. Oh, the relationship in. Oh, of course, man. That <sighs> I never really have really thought about that because I, you know, being a bar guy, I kind of get along with everybody. Sure. But yeah, when you spend so much time with people. It does. It you you do run into bumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why people have HR departments and stuff like that. Oh God, I know. HR is the worst. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> my buddy works in HR, Veterans United. He loves it. Really? Yeah, he loves it. Well, I, I wonder if I wonder if that's because the vast majority of the people that are there really want to be there and enjoy being there too. That might have a lot to do with it. For sure. You know. Although I've heard that business is tough. Or that business, uh, Veterans United. That's a big, I know a lot, we all know a lot of those people. I tried to get my foot in there yeah. uh, a couple of times. And what I do you couldn't, think? I couldn't even get past the screening process. It was huh. really weird. Um, but, uh, no, I, I mean, I, I know a lot of people that work there too. And uh, uh, they, they, they really seem to enjoy it, so... But yeah, what's, what's the bar? What, what's the bar like these days? I know you said you said earlier uh, earlier this week we were talking. You were you were saying that you know it's summer, it's kind of slow, but that's to be expected. But now the college kids are back. So what's the biggest shift you see between summer and and uh, the start of fall semester, other than just the increase of volume? Um, would you say? Hmm. Okay. Oh, that's tough. I mean, we can come back to that. But, well, um, honestly, I'm trying. Uh, so our bar is kind of. Um, 
you know, the, the, the niche we were going for was the older, you know, average median age is right around 30. Okay. Okay. You know, 25 to 35. Working professional, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Gotcha. Uh, young, young professional, You seem whatever. to have a pretty good mix in there. Uh, that's, I mean, that is definitely the bulk of our, we do appeal to that crowd. But man, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm trying to, to get in that college piece of pie a little bit. Oh, Sure. But that's it's it's real fine line. It's like predicting the weather, though. No one where college kids are going to want to go eat from weekend to night. I know exactly where they want to go. Where's that? The same place that they always go, <laughs> which is you know the college bars. Oh, right. But yeah. I wish they would just branch out. You know, maybe back to the develop money. your palate, you you uneducated <laughs> fucks. Get in here and try this coffee yeah. stout, Get off your get off your phone and leave talk. That, like leave that fucking Jaeger at stop, home. Stop listening to Drake and listen to some good old <laughs> good old country music like the boys up the street there. Mm. Uh, so you know mm. the music we play isn't their favor. You know we listen. You know stuff. What kind of stuff you play? Oh, we we mix it up quite a bit, okay. but we're definitely not. You know we're not. Ripping you're not music. you're not playing like rusted root and oh, you know of not. like uh, indigo girls and stuff no, like that or uh, um, nothing wrong with that or but... Florida Georgia Line oh what's wrong with those guys <laughs> there's I, who, oh man my favorite podcaster oh. is uh, Wheeler Walker Jr. I fucking love uh, shout he was out, just here shout out to Wheeler Walker Jr. Wheeler I'm Walker. gonna tag him in this podcast I, I sent him he was a just here I didn't get to go because I had to work yeah he was here on August 3rd Friday I think yeah last Friday yeah or two Fridays ago I wanted to go but I just I, I this podcast hasn't taken off and I'm only yeah. working part time now I, I just I yeah. thought you know what I can get my kids food for the next two days yep. or you know I can I can go see this concert and it was a tough decision let me tell you oh for sure <laughs> luckily uh, with that's why I, I promote that front row beer uh, oh yeah they you know being the neighbor with those guys they let me into shows a lot like, nice I like wait till the crowd dies down I'll be like so I was going in there. So and they're like, "What about that concert in there, huh?" <laughs> so they're like, "Get in here!" And then you know, I always go to the bar and tip like a dummy. Mm. Well, not like a dummy. I like doing it. It's fun. Right. I got my spot right there at the end of the bar. That's a big, big perk. Just like Norm from Cheers, you got your spot. Yeah, nice. kinda. Yeah, that's great. When you walk into the yell, can? No, it's too loud in there. Oh uh, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> but no, they're always the bartenders are always you know busy bar. And they're used to, those are the savages, but they'll walk right up to me. A lot of times they'll just bring me a bush light, because a lot of times I'll just grab say Nice. And just crack it. Bush light, a man just, of the people. Yeah, sure. Oh, I love it. Well, it's quick, it's quick and easy for a bartender. It's mm-hmm. cheap for me. I can just, it's cold, you right. know, and just sip, the sip on one. And oh, so smooth. Oh, it's delicious. Why not? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Wheeler Walker Jr., I discovered him. Oh, probably about six or seven months ago, and oh, that was about um, a couple it, of years for me. It was just it was it was something that that was just kind of recommended in the in in the little you know newsfeed of of Castbox, which which, oh, okay. which is what I use to publish uh, publish publishless content. And it popped up, and I was just like, well, okay. And I clicked on the first episode, and it's just some hillbilly-looking dude belching into a microphone, talking about eating pussy and kicking ass. That's one of his big hits. And, yeah, 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 that's a good one. I downloaded all of his albums. I listened. and then. And then- you know, and like it comes off so offensive, but then like obviously it's a joke. So let's 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 stop right. being so sensitive. This guy's just trying to make everybody laugh, right? Which is, and then like one of the lyrics is, 
Which we, he goes, sucking that I sucked his dick and I kicked his ass. <laughs> That's a, like so. It's not like he's trying to, you know, he's just making a joke here. You yeah, know, I went out with this guy and there's some, you know, it's, right. it's he's ridiculous. Like, he's like the, it's it's like if Andrew Dice Clay and Weird Al Yankovic oh, fucked and had a baby. That's what very yeah, very well put. Yeah. I would totally agree with that. Man, oh man, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, apparently he was uh, he he had a show on Comedy Central a long time ago, maybe ten years ago or oh, fifteen really? years. This I I, I can't. Confirm he is kind of old. He's like forty five or something. Yeah, he's really showing it too in his beard. Yeah, but he is. but um, uh, I I I thought I heard that that uh, this may not be true, but we'll we'll find out before the show's over. That he yeah. he had a, he was a comedian. He had a show on Comedy Central, and it didn't do as well as they were hoping. And so he decided I'm just going to take this other route, and I'm just going to you know start you know. T- touring the Nashville circuit and branching out there and see if I can just do something with this music thing. And before you know it, he's got this huge, you know, underground following of people that just love his material because like you said, you you can't take something like that seriously. And if you do, go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know. Why why can't we make jokes anymore? I yeah. mean that's funny. Jokes are off limits. They're supposed to be offensive. Like, jokes are off limits. Isn't that what makes a joke a joke? It's supposed to be like What's well, like Joe Rogan said, a joke is still a joke, no matter if it offends you or not. Oh, okay. You know, and, and George Carlin made a living of that for, for 35, 40 years. Yeah. You know, but all of a sudden His jokes now, aren't even that good when you look back. I mean, no disrespect to George Carlin. For the time, he was way ahead of his yeah. ahead of his peers as far as, yeah. you know, uh, originality yeah, he and broke offensiveness. Out. Yeah, he broke out from, yeah. I mean, he paved the way for a lot of people to come out and say exactly what they wanted to in their sets. I mean, I'm not a stand-up comedian. I, I, I don't know everything about it, but... I mean, but you're a funny guy, and now and, and and what's a bummer about that is the funny guys can't really be funny in public anymore, like at the bar, which is one of the best places oh, to tell jokes. I'm telling. That's you. why I used to go to the bar so you could just joke around and goof off. Sure. But now you got to look over your shoulder before you say the word pussy, which is just a word. I mean, well, it's, it's a little bit different for you as a as a as a as a business owner, but I know what you mean. Like, but but even you should be able to just enjoy or crack a good joke every now and then without having to look over your fucking or shoulder. hurt someone's feelings or, no. or yeah, exactly. It's just a joke. You know how every racist joke starts? Yeah, I know you that. look over your fucking shoulder yeah, to see if anybody's one. listening. You yeah, know? that's an old one right there. Yeah, it's the same thing today. I mean, look, I I yeah, racist. I, I racist mean, jokes are. They're hard to pull off now, aren't they? They got to oh be really God. well thought out. Super, super hard. I mean, it's it's to the point where I mean, that's uh, without getting too too deeply into the political spectrum, but yeah. I mean, it's it's I mean, it's happening. It's happening all the way from the White House down through the media, trickling into you know our homes and our bars and stuff we watch on tele. I mean, it just it's it's everywhere. It's to the point now where where everything everything is a microaggression. And you're not allowed to say what you think about something, even if you're completely joking around or trying to just, you know, ease the tension or break the ice a little bit or, or whatever at, at running the risk of, of you know, uh, potentially hurting someone's feelings or starting a fight or inciting a riot or in worst case scenario, uh, you, you know, uh, facing legal action. I mean, you know yeah. about Jordan Peterson. Oh, of course. Yeah, Jordan, oh yeah, I listen to a lot of that. Jordan yeah. Peterson. I've been following that pretty close. Started that entire thing what about a year and a half or two years about ago? A year and a half. He and said, he's blown up. He's huge now. Well, it's it's, it's because it's, it's because he took a stand, yeah. you know, and finally said right or wrong. This yeah. is 
this is how it this is what I'm going to do you're not going to the government the government isn't going to compel my speech you're not going to tell me that I have to legally address somebody as a Z or a they or a shim or whatever the it fuck was, they want to be called. That was it. Yeah, it was really ridiculous. You know, um, it you know, it, it no, it, it's, it no, it's nothing against the trans or LGBTQ P X Y Z whatever community. Now it's nothing. Right. It has nothing to do with hate. It has to do with the fact that you know, biologically and empirically, I believe the way not only the way I was raised, but I I'm, a, I'm an adult now and I can think for myself. If you're born a man, then I'm I'm going to think of you as a man, and I'm not going to bow to all of your you know whims of the week or flavors of the week and call you what you want just because you think you should be or it makes you feel better. It's well, it's kind of silly. What? Well, yeah, and and to kind of back away from the political thing. Sure. Yeah. But but uh, so I just got I was up I uh, I was getting my hair my hair did. Looks good. Thank you, sir. Looks good. I have my neighbors are fantastic. Emboss, they're fantastic. But uh, so I was talking to she's in she, she, Vietnamese descent girl twenty eight mm-hmm. whatever, and she was like yeah I was at your bar and I, we were kind of talking about something similar. Anyway, she goes yeah I, I was I was at your bar and uh, yeah I was having an argument about comic books with some guy there and I go first of all why do you use the term argument? You were talking about comic books like what? Yeah. She goes, no, it wasn't really an argument. I'm like, no, you're just discussing. Well, you stuff. said it was an just, argument. Just because, yeah. But when you use word or disagreement or debate, it's not any of those. You guys are just talking about comic books. You're having a conversation. You're having a conversation. Yeah. You're just. It's a discussion. It doesn't have to be win or lose in every conversation. People and are so insecure. Right they want to be right about things. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So, and that's what keeps the divide going farther and farther. There's that. We've, we've been taught now to this point where every conversation is an argument. Every conversation is a contest. Yeah, it's a smart contest. Right. As opposed, and that's what, another reason I love about podcasts and why I was happy to come over here. This is fun. When do people sit down and actually just sit and talk to each other? Right. I struggle with people. Like, especially even with good buddies of mine that will sit there and then they'll pick up their phone or, some, or something. Yeah. Or just, I like, can't get away from that phone. I'm like, man. It's a problem. And, and I, I mean, we're all guilty of it. But, sure. Uh, but wh- wh- when does this happen? This used to happen all the time. This is what people did. This is how people communicated. Sure. This is healthy. This is how humans evolved, is to sit and talk to each other mm-hmm. and discuss things. And disagreement was okay. But now it's gotten so weird. We've brought in this this, this technological element. Or, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is I, I think that's a big part of it. People just need to sit and talk. It doesn't have to be an argument. It doesn't have to be a debate. It doesn't have to be right. You know, right or wrong. Well, you can just talk about it. Yeah, it's like Bill Burr said. You and know, be honest about let, it. Let me go to I'mRight.com and just start spewing all this shit that agrees with 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 my with my agenda. You know, until you're blue in the face, and then eventually you're going to get to the point where nobody wants to be around you, right? Because because whether whether growing up in school or hanging out in church or at a softball game or at a bar or you know or at, you know at, in the workplace typically who do people gravitate toward it's not just the popular or the best looking it's the ones who are easy to talk to right there's there's something magnetic about a personality that that doesn't seek out attention or conflict or disagreement or shouts the loudest to have their voice be heard. Yeah. There's something magnetic right. and drawing about a personality that is that is relaxed and that is calm. And then typically people will listen and respond more effectively to someone like that than someone who just 
wants to prove that they're 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 right about something and, and, and when you're wrong and it's it's a it's a it's a dying art form. Somebody should pull Steve Jobs out of his grave and beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, I agree. And you know another big one about people like that is the honesty aspect. You know, sure. human beings are very good at picking up on bullshit. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that? Absolutely. It is so easy to spot a. I mean, most of them are. Yeah. Yeah. The people watching Info Marshals, not 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 necessarily, but yeah. People are so easy to pick up on bullshitters. Mm-hmm. And guess where those bullshitters, a lot of them live, is on the text. That's part, or not a text, but a, well, in text on on the internet, mm-hmm. because you can hide your bullshitting, like or you're you're not. It's not a real, genuine statement. Sure. When you can just type it, that's not as that's not as real. That's not as sincere. Right. As uh, saying it to someone's face and, right. and and really truly believing what you're saying. Yeah, you know, you can just type it out just because. I, yeah, I don't know if it's for attention or what. I do not do hardly any social media, and it, it's. Just, I, I quit Facebook. I, I quit, can't do it. I quit Facebook for the first time in in, in t- uh, almost ten years. Uh, I I just completely shut everything down. I did it last last Friday. I, I told everybody. I said you've got one week to say your goodbyes or get your you know exchange yeah. phone numbers or whatever. But right. this is just. It's just too much bullshit and, and, you know, politicizing and, you know, video fucking recipes that no one's ever going to make. Uh, have you seen, you know, have you, I mean, the, the, there's execs at Facebook that are like putting out apologies because they feel they're probably going to go to their grave with it, like Steve Jobs, <laughs> but about what? like, we feel like we screwed up our society. We, you know, we, what are they saying they screwed up? Uh, well, I don't know. It's been a while since I saw this in the news, but like we created this we like almost intentionally made it this society i don't know div- divisive or or something it's highly addictive yeah you know yeah. Um, easy to hide behind thing yeah where, yeah yeah where it just it, it basically disconnects people you know by connecting them t- technologically yep yeah and uh but then and then they fed on it and then they're like oh we found an addiction here let's let's exploit it you know how they you know their algorithms i don't sure. know how it works I don't like it. I don't trust it. I mean, I have to do it for work and stuff, which is weird how it's become so ingrained in, yeah. in business and uh, well, every every aspect. You almost can't exist without it anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what they intended. Part of the idea of the bar originally was to have a sort of an old school bar where people would go and talk to each other because that was, I could see that. I mean, it happened quick. This was five, six years ago when I, the concept was you know coming up with the concept because mm-hmm. I saw it happening and I still liked you know 34 now I was 28 at the time you look great oh thanks man working on it <laughs> but the, I, I I didn't like going to those college bars I don't like going to with I like going to those old Chicago bars is really where I got where people would go in and you talk to each other like cheers well, that's I mean, because that you have there. something to say I mean you you you've got more than just meets the eye. If I can make a Transformers yeah. reference, I mean, okay. there's I mean there's there, there's an act there's actually something to you. There's 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 a different level of depth that many people work their entire lives and can never attain because they're always chasing the thing. They're not they're they're not recognizing that connection that is available to them right in front of their face. But don't most but the, but 
some like, but don't most people have some debt that you're never going to see and would continue not to see? I don't think so. Because we're losing. Uh, like, I, you might be right. I, I don't think. I mean, I don't. I don't think so. I've, I've had. A, I've had a pretty like. I mean, Donald Trump has about as much depth as he shows on Twitter. Yeah, that's you true. know, that's that's yeah, that much is right. obvious. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know, there's there's some things that were that were built for greater for for greater you know intensive purposes and and uh, you know. Um, you know, the world created rocks and the world created, you know, fucking T-Rex. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, one is superior to the other and it's just... Yeah. Um, I, I, I think everyone has something to say. I think everybody has a voice, but there's a lot of people that I don't want to hear from. <laughs> yeah. You know. And that... But but that was good. That was good. You know, uh, that was when, you know, I don't know. At least we, we weren't as divided back then. At least, I don't know. Sure. Tra- I don't know how far I'm going back here. Maybe the 60s? Yeah, which was not a great time, right. but it, but it brought about great social change as opposed to are we doing really is this good social change we're dealing with? You know, the '60s were rough, but people were dealing with each other. You know, even to the point of violence, obviously. But this is the good social change you're referring to. Um, are, you, are you talking about maybe the civil rights movement? That being the biggest one, I or think. Um, uh, maybe uh, I don't know the uh, the. The hippie explosion with the Vietnam conflict uh, and how that kind of introduced you know, new certain gov- types of music. Exposure to government. I don't know. So yeah. it was just a big time for all types sure. of social change. Sure. You know, ex- acceptance of uh, gay people, whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just a lot. Right. So we're, and you know, we I think we're trying to relive that or people want to think that we're causing this great social change for the, for the better. Yeah. But, is, but is some of it uh, digressive? You know, to the point like with Jordan Peterson, you right? Know, you, you look at those like Antifa people. Like we are, we are hurting each other at this point. We're yeah. causing violence for what? Yeah. Like from from not talking because to each other because of an idea. Yeah, and not just just kind of disagreeing with each other. I mean, I, I talked about that uh, a couple episodes ago. I think um, uh, I, I I mentioned there was a story where mo- uh, the most recent one that I that I had seen that I that I'm actually read up on. Antifa um, started a protest. I want to say this, this was in uh, o- Omaha or, or Link- even real? Lincoln, Nebraska. It, oh, seems, it seems made up. It's so crazy. I mean, the, the biggest con- conspiracy theory out there is that they're all funded by billionaire George right. Soros. Yeah, right. But these, these motherfuckers got masked up and started a riot in the city, and they threw a brick through a Marine, Marine Corps recruiting office. Like, how fucking low do you have to get? Like... Uh, what did the Marines do? I, yeah, well, I mean, it, it, exactly. They don't care who they hurt as long as they make a statement. And it's it's kind of like the bully in third grade who walks around big and tough and loud and pushes people around and get, gets lunch money. A, a true bully has never really been punched in the face as hard as someone can. Bullies act that way because no one has ever taken the time to stand up to them. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like the reason Mike Tyson was so dominant for, for so many years there because... He never really had a hard fight where someone really clocked him good and, and straight, you know. And these Antifa fuckers, they just uh, they're inciting riot, uh, you know violence anywhere they can because they think that if they they puff their chest out, you know, and show their peacock feathers, that everyone will back down. But what they don't understand is they're just making them mm. making themselves look worse in the process. Hmm. And I don't know much about it. I. But even on a smaller, it doesn't even have to be. But they're 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 the violence aspect. Yeah. Uh, but on an, even a smaller level, or a different level, uh, when people go after people and ruin their lives based off of, of something uh, that they might have said, 
Well, like the James Gunn thing is kind of the most prominent. You know that? That was so bad. Some of that stuff that he wrote. Oh, yeah. It, oh, my God. It was egregious, really. <laughs> it's It was like an amateur comic failing at an open mic. Just, you know. Oh, yeah. Fruit being thrown at him. And also, and also like, like questionable. Like, dude, are you, like... <laughs> Something Are you sure this on? is a joke? Yeah, there's something going on there. <laughs> something you want to tell this us? This is very intricate. Uh, we got our co-host here. Yeah. <laughs> she's cute. The dog The dog likes to try and be a part of what we're doing. But, yeah, she's cute. But, uh, she's mascot. She just got her BarkBox in the mail. Shout out to BarkBox. We'll, BarkBox. We'll, we'll tag them in this episode, but uh, she's excited to get to her treats. But, yeah. I mean, you're right. Like, conversation is dead, and uh, it's... There, there are a lot of things that we can point to for the reason for that, but the, but the real question is, how do we change that? How do we get back to a society of people who genuinely care what's going on with you and don't just check up on you every few weeks by sending a fucking emoji? Mm-hmm. You know, like how do we get back to that? Well, something I do is like I like, for example, in the bar, I, I put myself. I was you know back to my hair hairstylist conversation. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, it's just hard to talk to people. I'm like, yeah, it is hard to talk, especially nowadays. You kind of have to put yourself out there and and kind of, you know, People like, are you got to be that. vulnerable. Yeah. You got to go out and put yourself out there. It's, it's kind of like talking to a girl when you were a teenager or whatever, or mm-hmm. still, whatever. Yeah. Like, you really got to be a little vulnerable and go out and say, hey, man, what do you think about, like, especially somebody that disagrees with you. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, be nice. Obviously, be nice, which is that's a golden rule. Everybody knows that, which I guess is kind of hard. But you got to put yourself out there and try to have a conversation with someone. Try to engage them as much as possible. Obviously, openly and honest. You know, mm-hmm. objectively, don't don't go in with an agenda. Don't go in. Just have a conversation with someone. You might learn stuff. And and there's mm-hmm. a there's a lot of room in the middle to to have a good to to agree with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, sure. you do kind of have to put yourself out there and to the point where it makes people uncomfortable, but I'm okay with that. I'm like, maybe that's good. Like I, you, I can, I can handle it. You don't grow yeah. that way. If you, if you're not willing to be uncomfortable, I agree. I mean, you should just, be uncomfortable. No. Humans are supposed to be uncomfortable once in a while. That's yeah. a Joe Rogan thing. Oh yeah. He, he sticks by a lot. Yeah. I mean, if you're comfortable all the time and you're always happy, you're probably fucking something up. Yeah. You know? Yep. And uh, I'm not saying people shouldn't be happy. I'm saying, yeah. obviously, I, I think the listeners know what, what we're getting at. But but people are scared to put themselves out there for whatever mm-hmm. reason, whether something happened in their past or or they're just super insecure or, uh, you know, maybe it's their, you know, their, their parents, their parents dealt with them or talked to them growing up. Maybe it, you know, it just has to do with the fact that they, they feel like they have to tiptoe around every little subject because... You know, they may be thinking the same thing we are. Oh, holy shit, you know, what if I make someone upset? Well, you can't be worried about that all the time. Yep. You know, you've got to be able to, like you said, be vulnerable and put yourself out there. And also, I mean, even on another, like, I try to make more phone calls, uh, you know, just to keep yeah. with, like, friends and stuff. Just be like, how how are you? Because right. people don't even do that anymore. I Nobody mean, wants to talk on the phone anymore. Nope. What is that? I hate it. I, I want to talk, because you can't have a good, it doesn't. It's not a good conversation. Right. Not to mention, it's... LOL. Just sitting there... (laughs) And just sitting there typing. I'm like, we could get this... uh, It's just... We could smash this out super fast. Plus, it's more genuine. It's more... We're we're really communicating here. And there's no autocorrect on a phone call. Yeah, and it's not like, okay, really think about what you're saying. Mm -hmm. You know, let's... And human beings need that. That's how we evolved. It's in our DNA. 
-hmm. We need that. That's how we are what we are. So, and I think that's the sort of the mass psychological thing that's happening here is we're not having that. Mm -hmm. So we're, so we're losing, we're losing part of ourselves. We, we've always been for, since the dawn of man. Did you see, uh, did you see that movie Idiocracy? Oh, I love it. Underrated. I mean, it's, it's almost like, if you haven't seen Idiocracy, by the way, you fuckheads, get out there and watch <laughs> it's it. It's so relevant. And it's, it's they nailed it. We're everything. turning into that. Yeah. It's we really, really are. Camacho. You know? We got Camacho. <laughs> and the house <laughs> are representing. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's, That's uh, what he says. Uh, uh, even, uh, even that movie Wally. Oh, I love that the, the one Pixar, too. This yeah, is Pixar that's movie. one of my favorites. Yeah. And you, halfway through the film, you get to the part where he's he's uh, aboard this this huge what would be basically the, the the Carnival Cruise Line of spaceships, and all these people are just on this this you know uh, you know fucking fat and sugar fed diet they where ride around they have scooters, everything at the touch of a fucking button, and everyone they, they disgustingly talk, they don't fat. talk to each other. They look at the screen to talk to each other. Yeah, yeah, and that's how you talk to each other. And no one, no one, no one is actually you know doing work. No one, no one is is earning an income it's or robots, being productive. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're getting to that point with our phones. I mean, when I first got my mm-hmm. I, iPhone three G, the original. Uh, back in 2009 or 2010, I was a little behind the curve. I thought, this is amazing. I've got everything I could possibly need. I've got a flashlight. I've got a it's compass. Fantastic. I've got a level yeah. if I want to hang pictures. I've got the internet. I've got YouTube. You know, um, I've got a metronome for when I play music. Yep. But, you know, we've become so reliant on these fucking things. And, and there's, a, there's an actual study out. Uh, I did a, I did an entire podcast oh, okay. on, on this specific subject talking we'll about... Um, it's uh, talking about... Uh, it, it's an actual, you know, psychological thing now in society where people are addicted to their phones of and they course. can't put it down. Mm-hmm. And developers are finding new ways all the time, not just social media, but games and you know any kind of app you could tap into where you log as much time on that thing as possible because that's how they make their dollars by downloads and, and everything else. Um, what's really disturbing is, well, I think I ignore how disturbing it is. It's little kids. Uh, I mean, you, I mean, most parents, I think, understand, like, you've got to regulate this hard. But they don't. I don't know. A lot of them don't. A lot of them don't. Well, I think most of them do. I don't know. I I have two little nieces, but... When when I met my wife, uh, uh, the the twins were 13 or 14, and they had already had a smartphone for at least several years before I met them at that point. Okay. And... When I met her, I, you know, once we got to the point in our relationship where I knew that I could have those conversations with her and, and share with her what was really on my mind, and we were sort of moving toward engagement and, and ultimately marriage, you know, mm-hmm. the, the kids came into the picture and I said, all right, let's have a conversation. You know, I, obviously, it's, you know, it, it's already too late. I, you know, we can't take their phones away. But why, why would you, what, what, what was going through your mind when you decided that, okay, they're in junior high, they need a fucking smartphone? Like, you, know, we, you know, that was a tough conversation. And so now it's to the point where if we don't take it away from them, they'll never put it down, you know. And all summer I've had to fight to get them off of it and spend even one hour outside. Yeah. One hour outside a day. Okay, that's nothing. And so at night when they go to bed, they have to... Put, put them on the charger and leave them in the kitchen and not take them to bed with them or otherwise they will not wake up on time. Yeah. They might be looking at stuff they're not supposed to be looking at. If they get in trouble, they don't do their chores, you lose your phone for a day. You keep it up, you're going to lose it for a week and so on. And and even that, like every time, 
we have to discipline our kids and take a phone away, you, you would not believe the amount of attitude that we get from that. It is mm. it is amazing. Yeah, I mean, you would think that drug, we just stepped on their puppy and drug addict. You're taking away my drugs. It, it, it is. It really yeah. is a drug. You know. But, I'm guilty of it. I, I I need to spend less time on my. I mean, we all do. We all do it. And this is this is why I like doing stuff like this. I mean, yeah. just to talk like. Yeah. It's better. What else is going on with you, man? You got a lady in your life? No, no. Actually, several at one time? No, of course not. No, no, you would never. A gentleman never. doesn't kiss and tell on a podcast. You know, the truth is, you know. Don't worry, nobody's listening to this fucking thing. That's anymore. all right. Uh, you know, I've gotten older, the libido slows down, I'm not going to lie. Oh, sure. It does. I've been chasing for 17, 20 years. The best part of my day is the shower. 30 years? All right, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Where'd like, all my fucking shampoo go, well, honey? I don't know, dear. That's a big problem, too, uh, with dating. You know, it's hard. You know, I'm an old-fashioned guy. I like going up to a girl and saying, "Hi, you're cute. What's your name? What are you? Some kind of creep? <laughs> you know, get on the, get on Tinder or whatever. You own this bar, so you think you can just come talk oh. to me? Get on Tinder, motherfucker, like a normal person. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Oh man, I did Tinder for like a second. And did you try? Yeah. How was that? No, creepy. Really? I thought so. I mean, were you me being old... bombarded by fat chicks? What was the problem? <laughs> no. No, but like the one time, you know, you kind of, I was, I was kind of innocent going into it. Like, okay, I'm not, I'm not just looking to, to bang some girl. Like we can play along and you know, whatever, play the game. Right. But no, it's straight up. Like a girl showed up, like put on the moves real quick. Straight a up stranger. Yeah. You know, someone I've never met before coming up saying like, basically insinuating let's, let's fuck each other. And I'm like, whoa, this You're is one of not the last a, true gentleman. Well, I, how about responsible? Like, how irresp- I mean, yeah. I've, you know, I did, I've gone down that road. Well, yeah, again, we I'm have. 34 now. Yeah. And I, like, so when I tried this, I think it was, you know, a couple of years ago or so, mm-hmm. a few years ago, I'm like, you don't, no, this is not responsible. <laughs> I don't need to do this ever again. You know, those one night stands are not fun. Maybe they should st- start including their, their, their health and their shot records on their profile. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that would get them more dates. Yeah, like, uh, like med- give your medical records and then we're, then we're good. Yeah. Let's do this. Which yeah. is kind of how it's coming down to, you know, with the Me Too stuff. Oh. I kind of relate that a little bit. Like, yeah. man, to the point where if you, uh, let's say you're drinking. Mm-hmm. Which happens a lot on Tinder, I would imagine. Sure. Uh, meet at a bar, you know, whatever. Uh, and you you do have, you know, you do have sex with someone, and maybe it didn't go their way, or they didn't like it, or anything. Maybe you spanked her ass mm-hmm. because you thought she was into it. That's know? assault. Exactly. Yeah. To the point where it easily could, even if it's not true, uh, you could... You could lose. I could lose my business. I could lose my job. You know, that's what I'm saying. It, yeah. Just by accusation. Well, you know, Coman, Coman, uh, Comancho came out as a Me Too. You heard about that? Come Harry, on. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. It's messed up, right? Even like, even guys are doing it now. Like, oh no, he yeah, pre the preemptive move or whatever. Yeah. Who the fuck is gonna take take a guy like that seriously when he could probably crush an elephant's skull with his finger? Well, he he's just getting on that Hollywood bandwagon. He actually had a pretty good point though. Again, I'm open to the discussion. No, yeah, yeah, go you ahead. You know, like I don't, I'm, I understand. I don't, I don't know the that fact, much about the story. Like, here's the thing: Hollywood has been rampant with that since its existence. That is a cesspool of Me Too stuff. Oh yeah, that's Hollywood is a different world than the real world. Okay, this is a bunch of scumbags mm-hmm. all across the board, 
So he was just making a point like, no, this really does happen, you know, like even as a man, like just saying this happens in Hollywood, like like uh, pointing that out that in sure. Hollywood it really is a it really is a thing. Sure. In Hollywood, but the fact that everybody's taking it like that happens in the real world. People are coming out of the woodwork now, you know, you know, from 30 years ago, you know, once, once upon a time, four score and seven years ago, this guy looked at my clitoris. Well, how do you know he was, did you have clothing on? Well, yeah, but I could just tell, I could could just tell. Yeah. To the point where even, even just saying that could be like, oh, the worst one I thought was up in Canada reading about this, uh, Chris Hardwick. Did you hear about that? No. Oh man. You should look back that one. Okay. That yeah, we can get into that later. Anybody who knows about it can look it up. But well, well, you I'm know, who Chris Hardwick is right, funny guy. He's a comedian, mostly, but he's more of like a host type on AMC and stuff like that. Long story short, his girlfriend just put, posted a blog, ex-girlfriend who cheated on him, so he broke up with her. Okay. This is like years ago or whatever, and uh, just emotional abuse, basically. You can read about it later. It's kind of fascinating. Okay. But just this blog from this ex-girlfriend actress, uh, he lost, he had all these things going with AMC, CBS, like everybody immediately fired based off of this blog that some ex-girlfriend wrote. Wow. So it got to the point where he had to like post all, he, luckily he saved all of his texts, the breakup text, his personal wow. shit. Wow. It's incredibly personal. That was fucking smart. Just, yeah. He probably knew she was crazy, and uh, I don't know if she's crazy. I don't know. She said all actresses are crazy. You've heard that before. I don't know. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, to the point. So he got his gig back at AMC, but yeah, just by that blog that everybody fired him just off of someone putting a blog out there that said, I was emotionally abused by this man. Wow. Hey, look into that. So I, I think the pendulum's swinging back, though. I think people are starting to figure out, okay, let's let's be honest here. There's there's gray areas here. You can only cry wolf so many times. If someone slaps your ass, which I which is horrible, you don't do that. Stop slapping girls' asses, right, Wendell? Come on. <laughs> I, well, I I never bring this up. I've had my ass slapped all the time, you know, and that it is it is offensive, you know. It isn't. I mean, I'm not gonna try not to slap your ass on some... the way out the door, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it, seriously, it's just like okay, I get why this you know this is, but I'm not gonna like call like ruin your life or you know right. like, call you out on. it. I'd be like, hey, knock it off. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was you know, but I'm just saying. Yeah, it's just. Or if they have a mustache and they don't listen after the second time, knock them out. <laughs> right. That's how the good old boys used to do it. That's right. Yeah. Oh man, I've been gooched hard by a gay man once. That pissed me off. Bad. Where did this happen in your bar? I won't tell you. Oh, okay. I won't give you the detail. Well, okay. you, I use the term gooch or basically just got up in there. It's the male version of grabbing by the pussy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that. He got under my junk and it was not enjoyable. Well, guess what I did? <laughs> I grabbed him by the shirt and said, hey, motherfucker, don't ever fucking touch me ever again. Which is what women should do, too. And, now, and, now, and now you're labeled as someone who hates gay people. Well, yeah, there's, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't win. Yeah. You can't win. Just be nice to people, man. Just be honest, nice, and respectful. And yeah. and, and don't and don't hate on people just because they think differently than you. They're different people. We're all different. It's boring. 
Doesn't sound any fun at all. Yeah, why be on any team, by the way? Like, why, why not be on all teams? We'll be on everybody's team. A team human. That's a good one. Yeah. Not yeah. this one or that one. No tribes. Hashtag me human. Yeah. yeah. Me, me human. I like it. That's yeah. funny. Put it on there. So what are you? What are you? What are you ramping up for? I mean, this is the 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 the, uh, the, uh, the college the college school school year is starting. Football. Do you play fantasy? Not anymore. Not anymore. Too much. Well, honestly, just because I can't get to go to the draft, which is the best part, is sitting around with your buddies doing the draft. Well, why don't you just do? Why don't you just do an draft. online draft? It's not. Then I'm not as in socially invested. You yeah. know, the part of it is the fun talking shit. They got chat rooms. They got the they got the little chat. Thing. Yeah, those are fun, but I don't know. It's just I don't. I don't I'm losing my hobbies. All I like think about is work. I just yeah. really want to just. I'm trying to make it more efficient. Cleaner. I'm trying to work on some stuff. Mm-hmm. Bartending a lot more. Uh, okay. I like that. Getting back with the people. Sure. Um, well, you mentioned you were looking forward to football, though. Are you an NFL guy or a college guy? NFL. NFL. Who's your team? Chiefs. Chiefs. Okay. You got Patrick Mahomes starting this yeah. year, right? Yeah. There's a lot of hype there. Not not super. A lot of people thought he should have started last year, even though he Alex... started the game. He yeah. played a game. He did, okay. he did well. Uh, no, he's gonna be great. I'm excited about that. We try to do. Uh, we want to be the Chiefs bar. I've tried to. I've always tried to get that going. We are the Chiefs bar. We. It's hard to do at noon on a Sunday every Sunday. Nobody wants to go to the bar on noon on a Sunday. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know, know either. I can't figure out how to promote that. But Sundays well, can be great days. Do you guys serve food there? Get, no. Okay. Yeah, that's the big factor. What if you just got? We like, let people bring stuff in. I've cooked barbecue outside, which is a huge pain in the ass and not worth it. Yeah, but I've tried to do catering. I've done some catering. What if you got like a little fryer and just did like a fifty cent wings? That's or something a whole like that. new ball of wax because you gotta have regular. There's all kinds of like health code. All, and, yeah, you gotta have a license for it. And stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I hear you. Yeah, I can just let. I can either make it and give it away for free. But yeah, I can't sell it. I guess I could. I mean, maybe just beer we've done pop ups. We've done some pop ups. Okay, you know that that concept. Mm-hmm. Of like someone like my buddy makes wings over at Room Thirty Eight. He works there. Oh, cool! And he brings them over and sells them. He pays. Yeah. There you go. I really, I'm, I'm really trying to find someone to work with on that. But they're like, why would we work? Like we're doing our own thing. Why would we do work with you? So I haven't figured that out yet. That's a big. It's always been the plan. I've never figured it out. Yeah. I need someone. Need someone to help. Well, what days are you guys open over there at Ninth Street? Public Seven days House? a week, my man. Seven days a week. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Well, if you if you if you were closed Sundays, you could save you could save a lot of overhead and, and labor hours that way. Not really. It's not a lot of labor, but and and Sundays have a lot of potential because you know a lot of industry people get off. You know, sometimes you can do really well on Sundays, and you don't have to be open all night, so you can only be open from like you know football to seven. Right. Which is what we do a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sundays are tough, but I don't know. If anything, I, I close on Mondays in the winter. That's awesome, just to have a dark bar. I mean, just to wake up on a Monday and just be like, don't have to worry about that fucker at all. <laughs> what, do you do, what do you do in your in your spare time on your days off? Um, Lately, not shit. When you have time um, off. I've been... Been gaming a little bit. What do you play? Like really old games from like Xbox 360 and shit. Like Splinter Cell. Because I can't play. Uh, what have I been playing? Oh, like Civilization. You ever heard of that? It's Sid Meier's. I've heard of it. It's yeah. It's a big franchise. I, I haven't got into it. 
uh, like strategy. I'm like big on, I'm big on turn, the turn-based strategy. So basically, I just because I can't keep up with the kids nowadays on games. So well, who can? I just, yeah. So I like I like I'll be playing turn-based so I can listen to podcasts. So I turn on. I just do that. Mm. Put on my uh, there you go Bluetooth and listen to po- that's my podcast time. There you go. But I'll go biking too. Also, po- I don't even listen to music anymore, man. Dude. Since since the podcasting community has just exploded the last several years, yeah. like even me being a musician, I don't listen to that much music anymore. I'm downloading like an album a week or a month mm-hmm. almost. You know. Well, luckily I get you know with I got Blue Note across the street. I get my music fixed, live music, which is great. And I, you know the music's always going in the bar, so I'm always listening yeah. at work. So I get a little fix there, but I'm not really interested in it. What's well, the, there's not a lot of good stuff out there right now. What's the coolest show you've seen in recent memory at the Blue Note? Oh, Spoon. Spoon. Yeah, you know them? I do not. Spoon was huge like 10 years ago. Uh, like indie rock, alt rock type stuff. They had a bunch of big hits. The Underdog. Okay. Uh, you'd, you'd recognize. Uh, it was just a great show. Big, best, you know, they do a lot of crappy stuff, or if, if not anything, during the summer. So it was the first good show of the year, or the season, or whatever. And then they came over to the bar afterwards. Really? And I've been listening to these guys for, you know, over 10 years. And they've, they've been a huge band. They're in movies, commercials. It's like, fucking awesome. So you got to hang yeah. out with these guys. Yes. Yes, I did. Nice. I, I got to talk with the drummer, and the lead singer is kind of, you know, he's the main guy. I don't even know his name. But I was like, I got to say something. You know, I got to say something. I'm on a bar here. This is awesome. So I, you know, I waited for a window. He's just having a nice conversation with someone. I finally, go, hey man, I just want to say like, great show. Thanks for putting on a great job. Like, I just want you to know this is my bar. It's really nice having you guys here. We're happy to have you. And you know, you're kind of starstruck a little bit and kind sure. of nervous. Sure. And I was like, you know, I just want to say, ten years ago, I was mowing lawns, you know, listening to your music, and it kept me going. And now I'm here, and having you guys here is just a real honor. It's, he goes, thanks, man. Thanks a lot. That's okay, super cool. cool. Yeah, that was a really... I call them uh, bar moments, is mm-hmm. what I call them. Like, there's... You know, you have all this shit you're dealing with all the time, but then there's these moments where you're like, you know what, this is pretty cool. You know, living the dream, sort, yeah. of, sort of thing. Uh, that was one of those moments. Yeah. A lot more to come, now that we're back in business. Now that the, the economy's back. There you school's, go. School's here. Summer's over. Thank God. You gotta like, get back? Yeah, I just realized... I'm gonna get I'm gonna be able to open on time here. Alright man, well listen, uh Wendell Rope Canny. Yep. That's my middle name. I'm very glad you stopped by for the show today, man. Yeah, I thanks. appreciate it. It was really fun. Thanks for taking the time out and uh, if you if you'd like we'll have to get you back here again. Alright, that was my good friend Wendell Canny. He brought over uh some local beers for us to enjoy while we recorded this fucking episode. It's a lot of fun. It's good to catch up with a guy. Um, he had to hurry up and get off back to, back to the bar, back, back to the, uh, the old money maker. So wishing him nothing but the, ble- the, but the best of luck. Jesus fucking Christ. This fucking beer is apparently better than I thought. Having a hard time talking. So, um, we wish him nothing but the best. If you're around Columbia, Missouri, and you want to go pay this guy a visit, he is at Ninth street public house, uh, downtown Columbia. It's a fucking awesome bar. And that bartender is just out of this world. Fucking the stuff that he comes up with is just, it's going to blow your mind. It's a great atmosphere. It's always a fun time. And uh, we thank you guys very much for listening to today's podcast. Um, I'm actually going to be talking to a buddy of mine tonight. 
this is a guy that I spent um, about a year with in Baghdad, Iraq in 2003. Uh, the guy is just a fucking badass. So if you like guns and you like hearing cool, cool, uh, cool, cool war stories, be sure to tune in for that episode as well. Until next time, be good to each other and don't be a fucking douchebag. You've been on the Angry Man's Carousel.